So you have now from 20, you have until page 43. It's almost unprecedented that we're learning something in, in English, but since we we also speak English, it should be, it's not our native tongue, it's not our na- native language, but we'll try, we'll try. I remember many years ago, um, many years ago, I was, uh, I went to the Amshan of the Rebbe, it's a, a long time ago, he was very young and I was like a kid, and um and I and I forgot that he was American. I, I forgot it. so um, so I went in to talk to him, and I and I started talking in Lashna Kodesh, and um, and the uh, and the Rebbe saw that I, I was an American, even though my, my Hebrew was good, but I was American. So he said, "If you prefer, I'll try to talk in English." I said, "I said I could, I could okay, <laughs> I could I could talk in English." And then he went on to speak such a beautiful English. He said, it's hard for me, but I'll try. And he said, I'll try. I'll try. But the funniest, the, the cutest thing I once told you, there was the old, the old rov of the Shama Shabbos Shalino in Borough Park, with all the Minyanama. He was a very, very sweet Jew. A return hour. Allah was He passed away a few years ago. So I was once at a Hasan in Borough Park, and, uh, and he, I was leaving. He just came over to me. Rabbi Ternar says, "Could you?" And he said to me, "In Yiddish, and could you drive me to?" to rather. I said, "Yeah." I said, "Sure." He was in Bar Park somewhere. I took him to the car and he started talking. He was talking to me about he was talking about the shul. So I was talking to him in, in, in Yiddish. My Yiddish is not so good, but I was able to communicate with him in, in Yiddish about the shul. And he was asking me different questions, and he said to me, "I want to give you some very very good advice." I said, "What is it, Rabbi?" He said. For your oilum, it's a little bit more mad, and try to talk to them in English. <laughs> so I try to talk to them in English. For them, you should talk a little bit. I said, oh, Captain. <laughs> For your oilum, this is the best episode in English. So. Okay, so let's learn in English a little bit. We'll try. We'll try. We're learning, we're learning this remarkable mimer in Yonish Altaris, Chesidus, and Lubavitcher, and Susi Elena. It's interesting how things come down, because I just saw in the yeshiva, I saw uh, some pages on the table, and I found out that, the, that one of the rebellion is learning the mimer. Because it's really, that's where we're up to in our hagdama. All this, these past months have been hagdama to the Torah this, And this puts everything together. Of course, it's from the perspective of Chabad, but it's Pneumish of is and all that we've been learning. And the Rebbe is explaining... Uh, a number of nakudas that chesidus was machadish. These are the nakudas that the, the Olam talks about, that people talk about, and that it's quite obvious uh, that, that 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 these are changes that took place that were instituted. But the Rebbe hasn't gotten yet to the nakud, what he calls the nakuda ha'atzmis, the essence of chesidus. That's what this rhyme is about: the nakuda ha'atzmis, the essence of chesidus. So, all of these nakudas that, that the Rebbe is explaining, and all that we're going to talk about, the different chidushim, the different giluyim of chasidus, all of them grow out, come from, emerge, amishtal shel, from the nakuda ha'atzmis of chasidus, which is what the Rebbe is leading up to, the nakuda ha'atzmis, which I think in the English is translated as the quintessential point or essence of chasidus. The Mahus of Chasidus. So we're on page 22. It would be a good idea if you have maybe to keep the pages together, staple them or something. Can get, I can give you the stapler. You, you, want, you want to staple me, but it would be easier to have the stapler. Can we can do that. The, so we're up to four, page 22. We spoke so far about about the state of his alphas, of unconsciousness that Am Yisrael was in, and that, that through the giluim of the Balshamtev, the entire world, the entire world, not just the Jewish world, the entire world, especially the Jewish world, the entire world was awakened 
from that state of his alphas. We spoke a lot. We had spoken a lot about that from the beginning with that letter from from, the, from that chassid regarding that awakening that took place. The second is the Indian of what Chazal defined as a chassid. That's somebody who does lifnim mishuas hadin. And what lifnim mishuas hadin means, is to go above and beyond to try to serve, to please Akadosh Baruch Hu, as the Ramchal talks about in the Sashar. And and then the third nakud that we spoke about was that the kaychas hativim nasim kaychas eloikim, the transformation of one's natural faculties into godly faculties, into into faculties into kaychas of elokus, which is to change not just the midas but teva hamidas. That's what we were up to last week. We're up to number four on page twenty-two. The teachings of Chassidus created the possibility for every person including even one who does not possess a lofty soul and one and who has not purified himself, to be able to grasp and comprehend godliness. Take a look at footnote 8. This is from, as, as is uh, the whole basis of this mimer of the Rebbe, is from the Rebbe Rashab, is an explanation of the Torah of the, of the Rashab. So in Torah Shalom, page 113, until the revelation of Chesidus, the esoteric elements of Torah, we learned about this, Kabbalah, were reserved for the spiritual elite. Those, who in, those with innately lofty souls are those who had purified and refined themselves. Chesidus, however, made the most abstruse concepts accessible to all by articulating them in intellectual, understandable terms. Rabbi Shalom Dovber explains that this was consistent with what the Balshamta was told when he asked when Mashiach would come and was answered, when your wellsprings will be dispersed outward. Meaning, when they will be dispersed even to unrefined and lonely people. So that even those who are chutza, even Jews who are chutza, who are outside, should, be, should also understand God in his elokus. And the Rashab is, chutza, outside, abroad, can even connote rational understanding. That is, the articulation of Chassidus, which as the text will soon note, transcends the realm of intellect in rational terms, is already the first step in its extension to the outside. Which we're going to see how since Chassidus transcends, is higher than the intellect, it can reach even it can reach people, even those who intellectually uh, are not uh, normally able to understand Panemius and Sisvetar and so on. We, we normally associate something higher as being more restricted and more confined. Higher levels are generally reserved for elite. That's how it is. If somebody is Lahavdal, somebody is the is the biggest biggest professor, so Davka the biggest professor, so he doesn't have really a shaykhist to some beginning student. They don't they don't send the beginners into that, that's already an advanced course. Or if somebody if somebody is a is a tremendous, tremendous athlete so we understand that he's from an elite chevra of athletes, and, and they can't be on the same team or compete with, with uh, beginners, people who are not so advanced. But with, with, with Torah, it's just the opposite. The higher the place the Torah comes from, the higher the place the Torah comes from, that's why Chesidus is Rosen, the Rosen, Mamish. The higher the place the Torah comes from, the more it's able to reach every single person, even those who are not, who are not on, on, on an intellectual level to understand the higher the higher the gili comes from, or the muscle of the, where the water comes from, the greater the power it has to surge and to descend and to reach into every single crack and crevice of creation, all the way all the way down to the lowest tiniest little little molecule someplace at the bottom. So since see this is rosin the rosin it comes from the dafka from the highest place, it transcends the normal the normal limitations. Of of regular intellect, and it and it reaches each and every person, even chutzah, even those who are outside, outside intellectually, outside religiously, outside in every way, outside, which which was the life's mission of the Rebbe, of course. It reaches, it reaches. Yeah. Um, he's saying this on an intellectual level that they're able to bring it down um, to very basic intellects that everyone can understand. But I know there's also like a concept of like having a certain like, like 
being in a certain place of Kedusha before learning like Kabbalah and, and Svarim like that, was that, was that also like, was it addressed at all with that? It's, it, it, it's addressed, but it was understood that f- from the time of the Bolshemta that that was no longer going to be a ma'akiv. Adkadekach is the is the uh, has the time arrived for this galus of the iris. Not to say that it, that that it's not lechachil. Of course, it's lechachil. But we already saw in the introduction from Chaim Vital that that the change, one of the changes that took place is, despite the unreadiness of the of the generations at the end of time. The Torah is going to is going to reach them. When 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 Mashiach is going to come to the world, the people that he's going to meet are not, the people that he's going to meet are not necessarily uh, everybody who went to the mikveh that morning. Right? When the Mashiach comes, he's going to he's going to meet people that still have their laptops on, and he'll bring them up, because it'll be the ultimate chutzah be the, to reach the the Hashem is going to reach everybody, and that that mode. Is when it's still in the state of, of what I was the marshal I was giving before the elite, the elite, and in that world there needs to be all of the conditions and so on, because they have to be, they have to be in the highest place because that's where it's reaching. They have to be spitz in the highest place at the point, the highest place, which requires all of the hachanas that we see in the in the in the swarm, but uh, about where the person is holding. About where the person is holding, al darach marshal. When it came, when it, when it came, generally, generally, in order for a person to to be a navi, to be a navi, and to receive nefuah, so the Rambam tells us in the beginning of Yisodei Torah, not in the beginning of Paragazayin of Yisodei Torah, the Rambam tells us the conditions that are necessary. Chacham, Gibor, and Asher, it's all a lot of prerequisites to 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 being a navi. But something different happened in Maimed Harsinai, right? Something different happened over there, because the Dvar Hashem by Har Sinai is it's Vayered, that Meisir Vayered Hashem on Har Sinai, something else happened. We even though Moshe Rabbeinu told us to prepare for three days, and there were Hachanis, but how is it possible for for every single Jew to be able to hear that there should be such a Hisgalus, and that we were came to receive it? The Torah is not that all of a sudden, all of a sudden. We, we had fulfilled all of the requirements, but that's main what's going to happen when Mashiach comes, as we're going to learn about that. There was a, that it, it reached it reached every single place. Mamish, call God of Leosov, the voice of Hashem of Hashem broke through all of the mechitzas, all of the chitzitzas, and all of the things that Mamish broke through, and that's the koach of 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 of, of davka because it comes from such a place, from such a place that it's able to it's able to go everywhere. Everywhere, that's that's the godless of it. Right, How do you describe the Gemara? That's just the opposite. That sometimes it's only for the elite, yet it's so important. The Gemara is for everybody. But Who it's, says it's only for the elite? It's for everybody. You have to reach such a high level to 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 learn it, to study it. Sometimes each person, the big teacher. Every single every single Jew has a chelik in the entire Torah, and every single person. Can, but anyway, we're not going to. You could ask me a kasha. And, uh, is if the Torah is for everybody, how come the Rogachov is so hard? Are we going to go through every single piece of Torah that's hard? They're different madrigas of people and what they understand. That doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that, that particular Torah for you at that particular moment is 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 something which can reach you. But the, but is the Gemara is the Gemara for every single Jew? Of course, the Gemara is for every single Jew on his level to understand that. His level. But we're not talking about the Gemara. We're talking about Chassidus right now. But the Gemara is but all all chalakim of Torah for everybody. Anyway, let, let's let's return to the to the text. By explaining, we're on page 22 and, and 4, the last line. By explaining the ideas of the esoteric part of Torah, page 20, 24, and making them accessible to the intellect through examples and analogies corresponding to the faculties <coughs> and characteristics of the soul, as it is written, from my flesh I perceive God, mipsori echze eloika. It's a pasuk that's often quoted in the Chassidish Svarim. Pasuk in Eiv, Mipsari Echze Eloika. With my flesh, I am able to perceive God. Chassidus enabled everyone to comprehend even this part of Torah. So it's not only in a mysterious, in, a, in some sort of a mysterious, miraculous way that that Torah Chassidus is able to reach Chutzah. 
since that was the intention, that was the intention of the Balsham Tif and the Talmud Balsham. Therefore, unlike the Mukubalam, the Balsham and the Talmud Balsham were not satisfied to leave things in a, in a, in a, um, on an esoteric level, in an incom- almost incomprehensible level. That's only for the greatest of the initiated. They davka did everything they could to use all kinds of mesholim to bring it down, stories and mesholim and everything they could to bring it down all the way down to every, to every single person. But that's, of course, that's keeping with all that we learned, which is the tachlis of Taras Achsidis, and what distinguished it from Taras Kabbalah, which is now every single thing in the Olam is, is understood to be taking place within, within us. So, one of the most important and famous pieces in the Toldos Yaakov Yosef, which we'll see, is how, uh, is, is how each of the spheres, what does each of the spheres mean? What is, what is, what is Chachma? What is Bina? What is Das? What's Keser Shabbat What's Chesed Gvur We're no longer, in Chesedus, we're no longer talking about, or we're not, the main discussion is no longer about what these constructs are in Shemayim and Ruchnias, but, but in ourselves, right? We spoke a lot about that, in ourselves. What's the, what's the, what does it mean? What's, what's Bina? What's, what's Teferis? What's Teferis in, inside of us? What's Teferis? What's what's teferis? What does that mean, teferis? In 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 my avodas Hashem, what's teferis? So you find many discussions, for instance, teferis, which means splendor or beauty or harmony. So in the chesedus form, teferis is no longer something that's that's uh, somewhere over the rainbow. Teferis is in 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 my life, who I am. So there, therefore, you'll find in the chesedus form that the meat of teferis is that a person goes to all different kinds of nisyanis every single day of his life. Like Yosef Atzadigan says that the wife of Potiphar, that she would dress up in the morning to seduce him, she would change her clothing to dress something more seductive in the, in the night, and that the greatness of Yosef Atzadig is he went through all of these gavanim, all of these different nisyanis, because Teferis, as you know, means when all of the colors of the rainbow come together. And, and when, a person, when a person is able to stand up to all of the nisyanis, and, to, and he's able to adapt and to change with the changing nisyanis in his life. And he's able to also adapt to the changing times. Uh, I got a call from somebody yesterday. It was uh, a Rebbe outside of New York in the yeshiva, who I know is a very, very special person. He's very much lech over there. He's teaching the sixth grade. And, the, and, he's, and from what I understand, what I've heard from some people who, who have children there, he's unbelievably successful. And the principal called him in yesterday. He was a little bit confused. The principal called him in. He said he thinks he should try to use, uh, there should be more discipline. The more should, he used actually the word fear, that the, the children don't fear him enough. Yeah. They don't fear him enough. And I, and I asked, are the, are, the, are the kids learning? Are they, are they happy? And do they, are, they, are they disciplined? In other words, are they behaving in class? He says, yeah, I have no problems. So I said, so... Then continue to fear the Indian the way that you were fearing it until now, which in, which in here this of course means to run things the way that they were being run until now, and 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 uh, and and I told him that the Rebbe Shimon already said that the that, and we spoke about this a thousand times that already from by Rebbe Shimon it came down that the Indian was a and there was no longer a year it was no longer the main Indian. It was very very to use you were very sparingly to use fear and 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 that Yad Chazaka, to be very careful, especially we see in our generation. And I asked, why did he explain to you why? Is there a problem? So he said that uh, that uh, it seems that that there, were, that there was somebody that was, you know, maybe the kids are a little bit lax. I, it wasn't clear. I had the same conversation with, with one of my daughters. She said that the, that the principal called her in and said that she was a little bit surprised to see that there was a girl walking into a class with a, carrying a, a cup of hot chocolate and uh, and that it's very, very important that they understand that this is not the, the way that you conduct yourself in a school and so on. So my daughter just said, like, so, like why can't somebody have hot chocolate? <laughs> like, what's so bad about having a cup of hot chocolate? I also like hot chocolate. And so so there's the principals in the old school and they're saying that that's... That that's um, that's going to uh, undermine the discipline of the class. But let me tell my my daughter has complete complete connection to all of the girls, and and, and everybody's uh, everybody's fine. But this is somehow this is going to ruin their Yiddishkeit or their personalities or something by having a cup of chocolate. So, 
the reason I'm saying this is that the meat of Teferis is, I'm giving, you know, even the simplest example about how Teferis means that I have to understand that, that what worked yesterday doesn't necessarily work today. You know, what works today doesn't necessarily work tomorrow. That's Teferis. You have to roll with the punches. That's, that's the meat of Teferis. Now, every single one of us say, can I understand what that means to roll with the punches? But when you, when you, when you would see Teferis in the Kisveri, you didn't see that at all. But in the Teres Shem, I'm just I'm just paraphrasing the Teres Shem's Teferis. One of the one of the inyanim of Teferis is to roll with the punches. That means to be a person of many colors. That 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 you can't insist on Davke that you, there's one mahalach <laughs> because tomorrow might require a different mahalach. Just like Yosef at Sadik, how he was misgaber with the wife of Potiphera in the morning required a different misgaberus later on. And he had to adjust to the situation. Teferis means to be able to adjust to the circumstances, to the conditions of your life. That's one of the inyanim of Teferis. That's not the holy. That's one of the inyanim of Teferis. I'm just giving an example, a very simple example. It's one of the inyanim of Teferis. Which, until the time of the Valshantav, only a few people were reading about what Teferis means, and it's Nailamis and so on, but... But the Ferris is, is in my life. What does it mean in my life? Every single, every single uh, uh, truck driver, poyer, peasant, every single, uh, every single person can understand what does that mean to try to adjust to the changes that are taking place right now in my life. And, and that I can't st- scream that it, was, it wasn't like this. It's not how we did it. I'm in Chinuch for 75 years. and We never let anybody have chocolate milk. So in this particular situation, maybe maybe you should let them have chocolate. It's not so. Seventy five years ago, that they they would stand there with a chair and with a whip, and they would and they would. Uh, it's different now in in in, in classroom, and you have to try to adjust and to understand what has changed. It's mishana itim amachlev hasasmanim. The Indian of mishana itim amachlev hasasmanim is the meat of teferis. That Hashem is Baruch is fearing the veld. He conducts all worlds all the time. Every minute is he conducts the all worlds in a different way. Mamish every minute. The kids where we see that from that from six from six fourteen to six fifteen, it's a whole different Hanhaga of how Hashem runs the world. From six fourteen to six fifteen, it's different it's a different configuration of the spheres. Everything is Mamish a different Hanhaga from one minute to the next. Is Machlev, Mishanita, Machlev is Mam doesn't just mean from the twentieth century to the twenty first century. Mamish from the twentieth minute to the twenty first minute. There's already a different Hanhaga. And Teferis means to try to try to understand that and to try to try to um, adjust to that meet that Hanhaga of the moment. One of the Khab was telling me that they were talking to Ramatal, oh by the way, Ramatal's coming on Tuesday night to Mitzvah, that that was that that Ramatal was they were talking to Ramatal about about starting somebody was trying somebody came to talk about starting a yeshiva. And Ramatal said that the Ikan now by to be Matslich any yeshiva is that the rebbeim, the yeshiva and the rebbeim have to have to create a very powerful atmosphere of simcha, of joy. He said, if that's not going to be in the yeshiva, then it's very hard for any yeshiva nowadays to be matzliach. Nobody would have said that a few years ago. Again, it was that was not the Indian that was on the table at the time. Not that people shouldn't be happy, but that wasn't the Indian. Now the Indian is simcha, and, he's, and, and, and it's one hundred percent true. If the place does not have, the, if there's not an atmosphere of simcha, then the learning is not, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. I mean, there'll be always the elite, but it won't, it won't work as a whole. It will not work. It will not work. Because, because that's what came, that's the Hanahaga of Tavshin Ayin Vav. What's going to be in Ayin Zayin? We don't know what's going to be from one day to the next, but it's very clear that this is the Hanahaga of how Hashem is manning the world now, which is in the way of simcha, in the way of Ahav, in the way of simcha, and so on. And that's how the children are able to learn. That's how they're able. To, which doesn't mean that we that, 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 that there's no discipline. Of course, there has to be, but it has to be mitoich simcha. It was the, the it, everything has to begin in such a way of a hava and of simcha, and mitoich the simcha. Then once you've won the hearts of the children, then of course you could you have to you discipline them. So they used to say that, and they still say this because I hear this all the time that the, that the first few weeks, maybe even until Hanukkah, when the teacher comes into school, they have to be very, 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 very strong. Very strict for the first until they say that's the, that was used to be the part till Hanukkah that they had the teacher because if you're not going to be like that then the kids will the kids will run you over and they can bring a lot of rise for that that there are many teachers that are run over not just till Hanukkah but till Purim until Pesach until Shuvah until Tishah that they're being run over that's not because that's not because of their being 
uh, too nice, it's because of other minyanim. But but in the proper way, the the teacher will conduct himself with a midas ahava and will give over a tremendous tremendous feeling of simcha to the students, and that's not a stira with with discipline because the, it says in the pasuk gilu berod and Chazal say there's such a there's something called rejoicing while you're trembling. There are teachers that don't know how to do that, and they're taken advantage of by the kids. But the tachlis is not is not to frighten the children or to intimidate them into learning. That did work. The, this fear and the intimidation did work. It used to work. It doesn't work now. So, teferis means to adjust, to adjust to the changes that have taken place. And stop talking about how it used to be. It's not anymore. So, this is the Hanukkah that Hashem is with the world now. <coughs> That's the meaning of Mibsari Ech Ze'aloika. My flesh. When HaKadosh Baruch becomes something that I feel with my flesh, Every single mida in Elokus is something in my life. Chesidus enabled everyone to comprehend even this part of Torah. Not only can one grasp it with the intelligence found in his godly soul, but also with the intelligence of his intellectual soul. It can be made understood to him, even a person who is not sharp, or doesn't have a, 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 doesn't have a, a, a background, a strong background. And further, he can even comprehend it with the intelligence possessed by his animal soul. Look at let's let's look a little bit at footnote ten and eleven. I mean, sorry, because I told you the pasuk in the Yif Parikutes. Hasidic literature, you have on page twenty four, footnote ten. Hasidic literature explains this verse to mean that by examining the structure of one's own soul and its faculties, which are created in the image of God, one can comprehend divinity itself. So even something as simple as trying to understand how my right arm works, I could understand more about the midah of chesed. My right arm, because the right side, of course, is chesed. And, and the told Yaakov goes, goes through the, 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 what the Baal Shem said. What, what's, the, what is, what's the right eye in Avodah Hashem? What's the left eye? What's the ear? What's the, what are the, what's the foot? What's the arm? Everything, what is that in Avodah Hashem? What's that in Avodah Hashem? That's why anybody who ever, who's ever opened up a chesed sefer knows that, that what you always see is that the sefer is saying, says over the Pasuk, and the Pasuk sounds like, uh, like in Megizasta. Uh, it would come Torah called Naru Naru, right? When it came to the turn of each girl, to, to come before the king. So, in Chesidus, it's talking about how each neshama is called a nara, and how the nara, the, it comes to the turn, to turn of that nara, of that neshama, to come into the guf. So, until now, you're talking about something that happened in, in the pal- a palace someplace in Shushan a long time ago, and, and, and you know, it's, it's something just to try to understand, because you're learning the Megillah, what happened in Shushan. But but when you learn Hasidus, then what, what becomes clear is that we're not just talking about what, about how these girls and it's uh, we're not even supposed to think about such images. How these girls are marching into you know from the harem are marching into Achashverosh. Well, was that a shaykes? Uh, there are enough palms for the girls marching into Woodmere. You know, now the girls marching into you know to Shushan. That's what I have to think about. But in Hasidus, each nara means that means that there are different levels of neshamas. When you learn in the when you learn in the Mamar from the Alter Rebbe, you'll see, and not just from the Alter Rebbe, but from the Alter Rebbe, that Naara and Naara means the different levels of neshamas and how the neshama descends into the guf, and the beauty of the different neshamas. And what does it mean? Estes, what's Esther Malka? Esther Malka is Noisei Shchin. Who is Esther Malka in me? Who's Esther Malka? Because in each and every one of us, there's Esther Malka. There's Nachashverus. There's Aham. There's Esther Malka. It's not just the it's not just the characters some some uh, strange people from thousands of years ago, and it's this story. No, it's the story of my life, my life. My neshama was sent by the king, and is trying to come and to appear again before the king, in the lavush of the guf that I'm in. I'm trying to have a relationship with the king. The whole story of Purim is. I'm trying to have a relationship with the king, even though I'm the, on the lowliest level, even though I'm in a place that's so, so hidden and so low. I'm trying to have a relationship with the king. And there, and there is a koach that's doing everything it can to prevent me from having a relationship with God. That's part. You understand how revolutionary that is? How each and every person that learns, Megillus Esther, 
Medarach Achsidus, all of it is all of it becomes his own personal journey. It's his own personal story. It's the story of my life. Purim is the story of my life. Any one of us learns Megillah Sesta, Derech Achsidus, will know that Purim is Mamish, the story of my life. There's Nachashverish, there's a Vashti, there's a Haman, there's a Mordechen and Esther, there's a Gam Chavan, there's All of the characters of, of, of the Megillah are inside of me. I mean, and it's not fiction, it's, that's the Metzias. They're all inside of me. And the whole story that happened in Shushan is playing out inside of me, in my life, and the decisions that I make. There was never anything like that. And Vayakal Moshe is called Asmini Yisrael. You open up to the, to the first Pesach in the, in the parish of Vayakal Moshe. What does that mean? So you learn the first year of Rashi, you learn the Mepharshim, what the Pshat is. And then when you start to go over then to Kedusha's Leiv, the Be'am Chaim, the Sfasem, the Alter Reb, the Reb Tzadik, to Rebbe Nachman, you go. Then you see that Vayakal Moshe is every Jew's Moshe. And what's the Indian of Vayakal Moshe? What does it mean? It's called Asmini what, what does it mean that I gather together all of the Jewish people? How am I supposed to gather together all the Jewish people? I'm just, I'm just some little, some little nobody, you know, uh, in the world. What, am I, what does it mean to gather together the whole Jewish people? And what does this ingathering of the Jewish people mean vis-a-vis Shabbos? Because it goes right into Shabbos. Now that's not just about Hilchas Shabbos. It's about I need to somehow become involved in gathering together the Jewish people in order for me to properly observe Shabbos. I have to gather together the Jewish people. Now what does that mean? That's not, that's not just Moshe Rabbeinu. It's not, that's not history. It's also, of course, that happened. But it's not just to understand what happened by Moshe Rabbeinu. Why, you see that there's so many Jews that they're learning to the whole lies, but it doesn't affect them. Because they're always reading about Yanam. What does it mean, Yanam? Someone else. They're reading about somebody else. Yanam. So you read about Yanam. So Lahavdal Elf Alphabdalis, you could also read a tale of two cities, you know. Zachos of Yanam. He's talking about somebody that was in England in the nineteenth century. So you're talking about somebody else. So you could you could be an expert, just like you could be the biggest historian, and you could study you could study history, but you're completely you're completely detached from what happened. It's just something that you're reading about and talking about. But when you and I read about the American Revolution, the French Revolution, there's no, there's no uh, French Revolution inside of me. There's no American Revolution. There's no Thomas Jefferson or Thomas Paine. There's no, that's not going on in my life. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting. You talk, to, you, you talk to the average Jew that's not connected deeply to, to, to Chesidus, and the terror, what, they, what they're learning about is interesting. And if they're interested, and they're intellectually stimulated, hopefully they'll keep up with it and they'll like it and and so on and um, and it will make sense to them. And and even if not everything makes sense, but since the system is sensible, so they'll continue putting on film and so on. This when when what Chassidus is showing is that is that when when we're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu, I am Moshe Rabbeinu. Every one of us is Moshe Rabbeinu. Every one of us is Aaron. Every one of us has a Kairach inside of us. You understand? And the Kirk is trying to undermine the Moshe inside of us. Every single one of us. It's a different, it's a different, it's a totally, what do they use the word, like game changers? That, like a, it's completely different. It's, total, it's a total revolution. It's a Mahapecha. To take off the Purim costume, the mask, and to see that you're also Esther Malka. And when Esther Malka went into, uh, was going into Hachashverish, Kashavadati, Avadati, what's going to be with me? I might lose this world, I might not lose this world. She's Tevelis Bechekel Shachashverish, and then she goes back to be Tevelis and then go back to Chekel Shemotach. Chazal say a shocking thing. Esther Malka, Esther Malka had to be Hashem. She had to, Mordechai told us, she had to live with Hachashverish. It's disgusting, no? She had to live with that animal, Hachashverish. And then she would go to the mikveh, and she would go back to Mordechai. So until so until see this, you would learn that, and and all you would do is you would feel terrible that such a wonderful girl, it's such a shame that a nice Jewish girl that she had to go through that, and it's terrible. It's not get terrible that thousands of years ago there was this very holy person. I don't know who she any I don't know anything about or whatever, and she had to live a crazy double life, that she had to live with Achishverish, and then she has to go to the mikveh, and then she goes to Mordechai. But Chassidus, that's not what it is. I mean, that's it. But Chassidus, what does it mean? It means I myself. You know how I live. One day I'm with Achishverish. And I feel like I'm the lowest person in the world. Hashem, give me the strength to go to the mikveh and to return to Mordechai. Today. 
to go back into the world of Kedusha. Because Mordechai is the world of Yisoyed Ab of Kedusha. It's the highest thing. Achashverish is Achvis Veracious, the lowest to the highest. And a person who's Tavelis, she's Tavelis in between to try to try to somehow bring herself back to the world of Mordechai and, and, and to, each one of us doesn't go through that. If you get on the train, if you get on the train, that means you're going to Achashverish land. You leave, you leave the shul and you're going to Achashverish. Then, and then you come back to, to Davin, you come back to learn. Now you're returning to the world of Mordechai. And, and that's me, sorry, like, you have to understand what the what Chesidus did. And, and that's, any Chesidus say, but that's what you're learning. It's not, it's not talking about somebody else. It's me, sorry, my flesh. Me, sorry, like, it's talking about my life, me, and what's going on in, in, in my own, in my own world. That's, that was, that was a, a mahapecha. So therefore, even the, you understand that even the simplest person, even the simplest person can now feel the relevance and see the relevance of, of Taras Hashem. Megillah Esther is not about somebody else. Pashas Vayakal is not about somebody else. It's about me. And it's about my struggles. And the feeling that the person then has, and he begins to realize that Hashem is mamish with me, the same way that he was with Esther Malka. Hashem is is with me. And the same way that Esther Malka was crying, Kaili came, Ilama Zaftani, Rochak Mishuasi, the Rishak of I feel that you're so far from me. How am I supposed to live in the world of Achashverosh? You want me to go to Achashverosh and to uncover you and find you even in the palace of Achashverosh? How, how am I supposed to do that? I feel so far from you. I go to work and I'm surrounded by Tumma, by people who are Prutsim and Mushchasim, and I have to go to work and, and I'm, I'm so far from you. I don't feel your presence, but you told me to go to the world of Achashverosh. And in that world of Achashverosh, I'm supposed to be a, a, I'm supposed to be Megalik. Malchus, I'm supposed to be because Esther's Malchus. I'm supposed to be Megal Malchus Shemaim here. Alchatzia Malchus. I'm supposed to reveal Malchus Hashem in this place on Madison Avenue. I'm supposed to reveal Malchus Hashem. Keli Keli Lamazavtani. I don't feel that you're with me. And the person makes their shtalis, and at some point he, he's able to feel that the, the king is reaching out with the Shavad Azov, and that she's Moitzis Chain Bein HaMelech, and that she finds favor in the eyes of the king, and that the king does, does love her, and the king wants her to, wants her to, wants her to come to, to, to be with her, and so on. All of this is all chassidus. There's no such thing until chassidus. I, it's, all, it's all in chazal, coded in chazal. But the tzaddikim was sent, the, the Baal Shem Tov came to take away the covering and to draw out and to show in, in, in every single avoid, in every single moment of our lives. We're in footnote 10. See Likuti Deburim. He brings in the brackets of Sholem Reb Hillel's once quoted an account which he had heard from his teacher of Hillel of Parach of the first lesson of Chesidus that he had ever heard. Reb Hillel Parach has said, before I became a Chabad Chosid, we called Rabbil, I considered my body to be a loathsome thing because all spiritual woes derive from it. All of our, all of our Mulchamas come from the body. So Rabbil said that when I, before I became a Chosid, I considered my body to be disgusting, to be loathsome. But when I apprehended the spirit of the teaching, of this Pasuk, of what? Look inside. There's, there's English. There's nothing intimidating here. It's, uh, I mean, sometimes people have with Hebrew. I can't, I can't. I'm not, what, why can't you look inside? But when I apprehended the spirit of the teaching, what, that, that for my flesh I perceive God, that the body is a magnifying glass, Rabbi Hill taught, that the body is a magnifying glass to which one perceives godliness. My body, everybody, the body is a magnifying glass to one which, through which a person not, not that it's going to destroy your Yiddishkeit. That from me, sorry, if I understand properly what the body is, I if I understand it properly, my body acquired good standing in my eyes. So Rebbe says, from that time, my body and I, we got along. My body already, you hear this, the lotion that he used. The, the body is a magnifying glass to which one perceives godliness. My body acquired good standing in my eyes, Reb Hill said. That from that time on, my body already, did, I no longer saw it as my enemy. That doesn't mean to say that Reb Hill didn't fight against, uh, his well, madrig, we don't understand, but urges, whatever, physical urges. But we have a mahalach. 
There's a there's a mahalach. If it's it, it, once you understand this, it's not a it's not a wonder why in the world of chesidus, it's becoming a greater challenge now because of the influence of other things. But in the world of chesidus, it was never seen as a problem that a Jew that a Jew with a beard and pace is 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 is, 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 a, is a wagon driver, or that there's a, or that a Jew shouldn't go to work. There was never it was not the only way that you could be a Jew was by being in the base madras. That's so. It's so completely, completely outside the world of the Belshamta. Because the whole Kiddush of, of Chassidus is Chutzah. The only place that you could have, that you could be Jew is so if anybody leaves Yeshiva, even though the guy hasn't learned in the last 15 years, he's sitting, he's sitting with his head down. doesn't make a difference. He has to stay in the Bishop Medrash. Either the fact that his wife and children are starving doesn't make a difference. He has to stay in the Bishop Medrash. The fact that there are people that are serving in the army and, he, and he's, not, he, he's, he's not learning, so why doesn't he go help? and do something in the army, he has to stay in the Bismarck. If he goes to the army, he's going to be ICU. Which, is, which could very well be the case, because that's the conditioning. But that was, that's totally foreign to Tarasab al-Sham. Completely foreign to Tarasab al-Sham. This conversation that I have <coughs> at least ten times a week, week with people to try to give the person a chizik that you should know, that even, that even though you're not seeing the Bismarck and you're at work someplace, that's not a bit of it. It's l'chadchila. How could it be l'chadchila, Rabbi, that I should be in some stupid office? You know, that's l'chadchila. Yeah, that's l'chadchila. That's what Kadosh Baruch Hu sent you into the world to know. That's your avoider. You go to Achashverish, you go to Mordechai, and when you're in the place of Achashverish, you know that the, it's, it, that Hamalach is really is really Melech Malachi Hamalachim, and and Mipsari Echzeloika. Mipsari Echzeloika means that that that's not just my body; it's the whole Olam Agashmi. It's not my enemy. It's not my enemy. It's my it's my challenge and opportunity. It's not my enemy. Going to work is not. Now I'm finished with the Yiddish guy. I'm done with the Yiddish guy. No, you're moving on to the next level of of being of being able to be mekadesh shem shemaim, be megal kvod hamalchus in that place. Because achish verish means achvis veraishis, achvis veraishis from the highest to the lowest. Everything. That's the meaning of achish verish in the svar. Achvis veraishis from the highest to the lowest, from the lowest to the highest. That's what it means to be a chassid. Therefore, until until we said, there's never an Indian that that you, you have to davka stay in the bais hamedrash. I mean, there are those who. Of course, they're in to stay in the Bismarck. Like the Ramam calls them. But that's not that's not that you should feel that you're a bit avid if you go to work or you have some. You, that's, that's not a bit avid. It's not, it's not like you're a low yuslach. Or, 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 or the insecurity that everybody has that of going, of going out into the world. What's going to be with me? I have to go to the world. And in the world, there are all kinds of things outside in the world. And what's going to be, how am I going to be a Jew if, if I'm going, I, when I go to work and I might meet somebody that's not Shomer Shabbos and he might convince me that I shouldn't be Shomer Shabbos. Or that the parents are afraid of that because I have in my, in, my, in my kid's class, there's another kid and the other kid is not so from. So that kid that's not so from, that kid drinks, doesn't drink Chavli Sol and I'm going to put my kid, my kid only drinks Chavli Sol. I'm going to put him in the same class with a kid that doesn't drink Chavli Sol. He might become contaminated. Something might happen to him. The whole mindset that everybody becomes your enemy Everybody becomes. Everybody's going to. Everybody's going to. Everybody is like is going to is, is is dangerous, and every everything is 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 there to destroy you. That's what Reb Hill says. My body acquired good standing in my eyes. <coughs> you know how much how much panemius is in that sentence. Reb Hill said that my body acquired good standing. My next door neighbor who's not from acquired good standing in my eyes. Does that mean that's the tachlis to be not from? Does that mean that that that, that, that my kids should be like, like that and they should be mechal shabbos? Of course not. And also it doesn't mean that I should listen to what my body tells me to do bad things. What does it mean my body acquired good standing in my eyes? It's a The Jew next door to you that's not shabbos is a shtikelokus. No. It's a challenge. It's an opportunity. Go, go, imagine telling the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rebbe, there's somebody next door who lives next door to you who's not religious. <laughs> Lubavitcher Rebbe says, we have to leave Khan Heights. <laughs> there's somebody next door who's not religious, I can't do that. I can't do that. It might make me not religious. Lubavitcher Rebbe, what would he say in one instant? What would he say? <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. In, not in one second. In a, in a, a split second. Let's go. Let's go. That's not, that's not something to run away. That's something to run towards. It's a different mindset. It's a complete mahapecha. 
I've had to look at life. I've had to look at the world. I have to look at another Jew. I've had to look at, at my body. To look at everything in life. To look. What it's it, complete mapeich. The world is now in good standing in my eyes. Not that the world is my enemy. The world is in good standing in my eyes. What is it, Ruben? when I go into a Muslim home and I think this is the challenge I have every day that the bones are putting me there for a reason and every time hopes not to have your throat slit because <laughs> <laughs> I love you and I hate to see that happen to you and that challenge as you say it's like going into Manhattan I think that's the challenge that my body and my is going in to keep my Yiddish kite even stronger Every person, every person in, in his, in, in wherever the Bajram sent him shlichus, whether it's to that home or to this home, in your own home, Ruven. Can you imagine? Even in your own home. Everybody. That's the shlichus. And instead of becoming depressed and disgusted, and, well, what's going to be? That's what I'm saying. I'm sure everything is... It's not a David. That's a different life. It's a different life. It's a shlichus. It's a life of shlichus. Not a life of... of uh, you understand? Taking me away in chains from the best matters. Kicking and crying. I can't, I can't. What am I going to do? There are girls out there. There are, there are all kinds. There are goyim out there. There are, there are all kinds of things out there. I can't go out. I can't leave the best matters. It's a, it's a different... It's a different... It's a different way of looking at everything in life. One of my Chabad clients told me the answer that Babacha already gave people. They said, "How could you send out your shluchim to all these from the different places?" And he used the, the law of kashras. He says, "When heat is going out, it can't be absorbed. Right, when water it. is being squeezed from a sponge, it can't be absorbed right. at the same time. So it's very important for the heat to be coming out." So that's why the Rebbe used to always say that the, that the shluchim have to be on, on fire, because if you, you <laughs> because the hack could be very dangerous for you to be inside. You have to be on fire, right? Because you have to be such a person. It certainly it's a challenge. Of course it's difficult. But that's what the Barashim put us into the world. Adam la'amul yulad. Adam la'amul yulad. We are put into this world to work. To work hard. Some, there's Eicha, the Amelis is in Torah all day. Beautiful. Other people, the Amelis is in something else. But it doesn't mean that there's my life of Torah and then there's the other part of my life. That's, that's when we become divided. No, my whole life is Torah. It's not, there's my life of Torah. And then there's the other part of my life. <coughs> that's, 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 and you, I think most Jews think like that. I don't know numbers. I'm just saying that's a very common mindset. There's the Torah part of my life, and then there's the other part. That's why it becomes very easy to be nichshel in things. Because the Torah part of my life is in shul. Then at work, it's, not the, it's the non-Torah part of my life. So in the non-Torah world, you can take somebody else's money, you understand? In the non-Torah world. Because the Torah world is no basic message. I never take anything from the pushka. When I'm in the base of Medrash, you ne- you, I, would, I would never touch the pushka. But the same guy who never touched the pushka when he goes to work, he's, he's touching the pushka. He's touching the pushka. He's playing games with papers, writing, signing, all kinds of games. How come I thought you don't put your hands in the pushka? That, the pushka is in school. I don't touch the pushka. But at work, I put my hands in the pushka. Because this division, this separation between these two worlds, instead of every single moment is... Is is Shavisa Hashem Lenegdi Summit, and that and that to look at the finances at work the same way you would look at the Pushkin Shul. That no Jew would ever dream of putting his well, something you have sick people, but no normal Jew would ever put his hands into a Pushkin. Understands? And then why do you put your hands into somebody at, at work? How could you put your hands? In, how could you sign off on that paper? That's a shek. It's not true. What are you doing then? So over there he starts. Ah, it's Goyim. It's America. They take from me. You know all of these. So. How could it be such a thing? The Territ says that that's, that's shul and, and this is work and never the twain shall meet. It's a completely divided life. When we're going to see, it's the chich, the nekud ha'atzmas, ha'pnimas, of yechidah shebenefesh, what it means to be a Jew. It extends to every single thing that I do in my life, every moment of my life is a locus. And I look at the, I look at, I look at the, the books at, at work, the same way I look at the pushka. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's, it's a different way of looking at everything in one's life. Seals the Torah Shalom. Then, as a result of this innovation of Chasidis, that the faculties of man can serve as an analogy to comprehend their parallels above 
in God, as it were, these faculties thereby become godly. Because until that time, everybody was reading about godliness, but godliness was, whoa, was out there. So the meat of Tiferes is that's godly, but that, that's, in God's, that's in God's court. Again, it's the same thing. That's in shul. And godliness is in shul. Godliness is not at work. Godliness is in shul. Godly is something which is much, much higher than me. That's what was understood until the time of the Baal Shem Tev. Thus, one can connect this fourth explanation of Chesidus with the third. The innovation of Chesidus over Kabbalah is that Chesidus makes divinity comprehensible through the analogy of human faculties. Through Kabbalah, oh, sorry, though Kabbalah, in a sense, does the same, it is not truly perfect <coughs> comprehension. It's much, much harder. Of course, you find in, in, in Rabbi Shimon, in the Zohar Kaddish, the Kisvah, you find the, the, the Shirashim of this, because it's all a say that it's coming down. It's but it's much, much harder, and regular people can't understand it. Chesidus, however, brings godliness to perfect human comprehension. For from one's own human faculties, he can understand supernal matters. From one's own intellectual attributes, he can understand what the intellect of God is. And from his own emotional attributes, or midas, he can understand the midas of Hashem. And through this understanding, and consequently purification, one's faculties thereby become godly, fitting vessels which can be absorbed into and become a part of godliness. Thus, the explanation of the fourth definition of chesidus, that enables even a simple person to understand divinity through its analogies to the soul, is connected to the third definition, that chesidus changes the nature of one's character. By understanding godliness, one's own faculties become godly. So the body is no longer an enemy, the world is no longer an enemy, it's an opportunity, it's a place of elokus. 11. The intellectual soul bridges the gulf between the animal soul and the godly soul. Intellectual understanding is a vessel for godly understanding and thus can have an effect on the animal soul, which we're going to talk, talk much more about. So, Mitzvah, next, next Arab Shabbos, we'll continue with the, with the second chalik of the mind. I still think the, the 